Does your Facebook ad account look something like this? You've got a testing campaign and a scaling campaign and you launch new creative tests maybe every week, every other week. And well, what if the reason it isn't working is actually because of all your testing and having your testing campaign and your scaling campaign set up as two separate campaigns in your ad account. On my way to generating over a billion dollars of Facebook ads, I kind of helped crack the code on how to do creative testing and, and no small part because it was actually working with Facebook to develop how code is written to make it work. And today, we're gonna unpack everything you need to know so that you can work less, make more money, and actually stop getting in your own way so that you can be far more successful and actually start to leverage machine learning and AI instead of fighting against it. So this is gonna be awesome. Before we get started, go ahead and hit like, hit subscribe, make sure you ring the bell so you don't miss any other stuff. This is gonna be awesome. I'm super excited to share this with you. And that being said, let's get to it. So let's start off. You've got a testing campaign and a scaling campaign. Campaign. Can I ask you a quick question and drop it in the comments below? Why? I'm just curious. Why? Now, probably the most common reason that people are doing this is because, well, that's what they were told to do. But let's see if it actually makes any sense. So let's start with this. What's the logic behind having a testing campaign and a scaling campaign? So let's unpack it. Now, we've got a testing campaign where every week we can launch 20, 30, 40, 50 new ads, sometimes to different products or landing pages. And we're going to see what does well so that we can take the winner and put it into our scaling campaign so that we can spend to the moon. But it doesn't really ever work like that, does it? Now, here's where that's breaking down. There are three things we have to keep in mind here. Number one, if you get one winning ad out of every five or 10, that means that 80 to 90% of your budget is being spent on losers. So that's not good. Part number two, on what volume of results are we actually declaring a creative test winner? Is it five sales? Is it 10? Is it on 50 bucks a day or 100? Is it on 5% of your budget? 10% of your budget? The point is, let's say, it's 10% of your budget went to finding a winner. And out of that, 90% went to ads that were losers. So $1 out of every 100 was spent on a winning ad. 1% of your overall spend went to developing a winner. Is that nearly enough data for you to feel confident to put that ad into your scaling campaign? Is it actually any good or did it get lucky in the first few days with extreme levels of competition and very, very low spend volume? The logic here is, well, if it does good at $50 a day, why couldn't it do well at a thousand? But the problem is the answers to that question is an hour long conversation itself. There are far more things that could go wrong with an ad when you scale from $50 a day to a thousand than could go right. Because honestly, that is just getting lucky. That's not a test. That's playing the lottery. That's not very good when you're trying to leverage the scientific method and you've completely thrown out the concept of machine learning. So you have no idea if these results are sustainable. And let's get to point number three. Is it actually a winner? If it got you better results on the platform or in your third party attribution tool, whatever it happens to be, do you actually know what it did to your bottom line? Now I'm seeing a lot of people talk about the contribution margin of this ad. Do you really know what it is? Do you know the level of impact that ad had on your search volume or on your email or on your organic social? Odds are the answer to that is no. Now you might say there's no way we could measure that on any ad. Well, that's not true at all. That's only because your ad account is so complex. You don't actually know the contribution of any ad to your overall omni-channel bottom line. That's a problem. 
So let's talk about a different way of solving this problem and a better approach. And ultimately, what is a winning ad anyway? And then what should we do with? Now, before we dive any deeper, I just want to encourage you to go down below. You'll find a link for Disruptor School. We now have a seven-day trial. You can jump in for a dirt low price. And I'd love to just see you in there. If you want to get exclusive training from me and join the community and the classroom of people like you from around the world, including live deep dives every single week into the back ends of business, smash that link. I'll see you there. That being said, let's get back to it. So let's talk about a better approach. What if we rethought how we're doing creative tests? What if instead we did have a lot of moving parts and instead we were able to be far more insightful with the data that we had. Well, first off, this would mean we're going to launch way less creative tests. We're also never going to use ABO. In fact, we're not even going to have a separate testing campaign. Why? Because we don't want to spend 80 or 90% of our budget to try to find out what gets lucky so that we can then actually start our test. Because fun fact, the winner of your testing campaign is what you actually run in a creative test as soon as you move it over. Because your test doesn't actually start until that ad has the opportunity to spend meaningful amounts of money and get consistent levels of data. It doesn't actually start till you have any idea of what it's going to do for your business at scale. Remember, short-term wins don't mean anything. And you can't win a dozen times in really small places and pack that together and expect that to be a scalable, sustainable, projectable solution, which is why you can't scale your budget. Because you have no idea what those results are going to be. And you have no confidence in the assets that you're actually investing in. Because you've decided to play the lottery as a best practice, growing your business. That being said, what if instead of launching a bunch of different ads every week, we launched one new dynamic creative test against a batch of winning ads in a CBO where Facebook determined where to spend the money. Now, the biggest pushback I get on this is, well, not every ad gets a chance to spend, and I don't know if that ad was any good. Yes, you do. Did it get spent? No, it's not good enough. And the pushback I get on this is, well, when as soon as I put it in ABO, it gets a lot of spend and the results are good. Great, at like 5% of the budget. Is it actually spending half of the money you spent today? in that separate place? The answer to that is no. So the idea of trying to test it in isolation and then scale your account means all you need is a bunch of little tests in isolation. The more tests you run, the more they're going to cannibalize each other. So the less successful they're going to be and the less insight you have on how any one of those ads actually impacts your omni-channel marketing. So you don't know if that ad is actually any good or if it's just something that your Facebook cost cap is running to try to take as much credit for the email and search team as possible. That's not good either, is it? So if instead we built out a really simple system with one dynamic creative where we let Facebook spend the money on the combination of the ad that best fit the end user experience? And then we said, hey, does this actually earn spend? And if the answer is no, well then the ad's not good enough. And if the answer is yes, and that ad starts to get a bunch of spend and your results get better, hey look, your winning test is already scaling right away. And fun fact, because you're using dynamic creative, the vast majority of your budget is going to the winning ad. Remember when you were running all that ABO with a bunch of different ads or running for a week where you were playing the lottery to try to get rich? The vast majority of your money was being spent on losers. Now, the vast majority of your money is being spent on winners or it's not getting spent at all. This is the promise of what cost caps are supposed to do ABO, but instead, we're just letting Facebook say, what do your users want to see? And if it gets more spend, do my business results get better? Well, now we know if this creative test gets more budget, 
and our business results improve at the same time. Oh, look at that. This ad not only is winning on Facebook, but is also helping our business. Or more importantly, maybe it's a loser on Facebook, but our search volume dramatically went up and our organic direct volume dramatically went up. And really what we found is something that's amplifying our business model, even though our first party, third party, whatever platform for attribution you want to try to rely on today to get lucky says otherwise. Now you can understand how that test impacts your entire omni-channel marketing because you don't have a hundred different salespeople all knocking on the same doors competing with each other and knifing each other in the street to see who gets credit for a sale. And fun fact, the thing that earns spend is also generally what Facebook wants to show its end users. So your CPMs are going to get lower and your ad account is going to be more stable. And those ads, especially if you want them at broad, aren't going to fatigue. Now the fun thing here is because we're not launching new creative tests every single week, we're not creating a situation that manufactures ad fatigue. Our ads are gonna last for a lot longer. In fact, they don't ever have to fatigue ever again because you're not launching new things to compete with the old ones and the old ones are already winning. You don't actually have to launch a new test. And if it's winning, then what? One of the most common mistakes that I've seen people make is, well, this ad's a winner. I'm gonna put it into my scaling campaign. I'm gonna spend it to the moon, which is highly disruptive. So now we're sitting in a situation where that ad is already in a CBO in the only campaign that we're having because we have our like one campaign because we're leveraging this scientific method and machine learning and we've decided that the idea of playing the lottery to try to get rich isn't really a good business practice and the things that other people have told us that aren't working for us and aren't working for them either are things we don't want to do anymore. What do we do when the ad's winning? Well, let me ask you this. If it's winning, what does that really mean? So in my world, the ad is winning because ultimately it's earning more spend. And as a result, our blended CPA is coming down, which means we have a larger margin on every transaction that occurs in the business in an omni-channel fashion. Our PSM gets better. Maybe it goes from a 1.1 to 1.4 or a 2.1 to a 3, whatever that number happens to be. Well, now what? Do we move the ad? Do we take what's working and stop it? No, just, just increase the budget. If you know that you can afford to spend more money to acquire each transaction, why not just spend more money? That creative test can actually run for weeks or months. And once you reach the point where, look, I can't spend any more money. I've maxed out my ability to scale my efficiency. What happens if you start to take a look at search and increase the budget there? Cause you just created a lot more volume of opportunity. Well, when you do that, your blended CP is going to come back down and oh, I guess that means we can raise our Facebook ad budget again. You can do this over and over for weeks or months and have that creative test not actually ever end and you don't need to launch a new one. Matter of fact, you don't ever need to launch a creative test until you've maximized your ability at scaling efficiency and volume in an omni-channel fashion. And at that point, when that actually does happen, just take the winning post ID out of that DCT, move into your control environment, the winner's ad set in that campaign, and just launch another one. Maybe you wanna launch two creative tests at the same time. We just have to understand that we're trying specifically to improve upon one of the ads in our control environment. Even at broad, some of those ads are prospecting, some are mid funnel, some are bottom. Which ones do we actually need to do better with? Let's just do a test to try to do better at those. Now we can be incredibly strategic with our creative testing, and if we're right, all we need to do is crank up the budget a little bit. You can even automate that so that you don't have to crank up the budget. 
Now your whole job is every couple weeks, maybe you launch one more creative test because you've reached the limit of your ability to scale the efficiency. And as a result, you need to introduce a new test to try to improve on the assets that Facebook can leverage to improve your marketing efficiencies in an omni-channel fashion. That takes a fraction of the work and gets you much better results. What if I told you the way to scale your campaign is to stop competing against yourself where you spend the vast majority of your money in testing on losers and declare winners because something got lucky on far too small of a spend to actually declare any statistical significance. And instead, you focus on scaling your efficiency. So the only thing you really had to worry about, your number one problem was you weren't spending enough. What if you focused on the biggest problem Problems instead of busy work. So let's wrap this up here for a quick second. Now, why do we have a testing campaign and a scaling campaign? Because people that don't know how Facebook works says what you should do is launch a high volume of creative tests to see what gets lucky on a very limited budget where we're going to spend the majority of our money on losers to see which lottery ticket do we actually want to put the strength of our scaling campaign at risk so that we can somehow make a determination on what lottery ticket we want to risk the confidence of our scaling campaign with so that hopefully we do good enough there to not only scale that but also pay for all of the loss we've had while telling Facebook we're spending the majority of our money in testing on creating bad experiences for people which is why our CPMs are going up and why our cost to acquire customers is going up because you're spending the majority of your time creating harm which means you're a bad business partner. There's a reason why CPMs for people to use Facebook properly gone down over the last two years. And out of all of this, this is an environment where if you do everything right, you can outpace the costs going up by getting lucky enough time which means you have to do more and more tests more and more often, which means those costs are going to rise even faster, which means that instability is even more, which means you need to test even more things, which means you have an even lower level of confidence in what's actually moving the needle on anything across any channel, which means you have an even harder time actually scaling the budget in a meaningful way. Or you could have an entire Facebook ad account that looks like this. One winner's ad set, one or two dynamic creatives that try to earn spend from your winners. And if they do, and your overall marketing efficiency across your entire business improves, it's a winner. And if it doesn't earn spend, it's a loser. And if it earns spend, but your overall efficiency omni-channel gets worse, it's not good for you. You could actually have everything as simple as a sticky note, but instead you're designing a system that makes you work harder and harder to pay more and more to have less and less confidence and then complaining that the costs are rising with a machine that's only getting smarter because you're not actually using the machine. You're fighting the wind and then complaining when you're losing the fight, which ultimately doesn't actually make much sense at all. Now, if you want things to make even more sense down below, you'll see a link for Disruptive School. You can check it out. There's a seven day trial. You can cancel any time on that. There's also quarterly billing options if you want to save some money. So check that out. Also below that is the Facebook Ads MBA program, a link to my newsletter. You can also grab some merch or sign up for one-on-one -on -one consulting so that we can dive into the back end and actually unpack all of this really bad advice that people that don't really know how Facebook works have somehow talked you 
into trying to set your campaign up and ultimately get you to a place of more success with less stress where you don't have to work nearly as hard and you can make way more money and spend the vast majority of your time fixing things that actually matter in your business or just enjoying life some more. Because the honest truth is you deserve it. With that being said, YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos. Don't forget to smash the button over there. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye.